Hey, look, shininess. Let's make shiny things. Well, people like shiny things. This week on Dueling Review, we review Star Wars Adventures Tales from Vader's Castle number two. The Tales from Vader's Castle puts a spooky spin on your favorite character. Wait a minute. This sounds like something we did. Oh, you guys. We are back again with Vader's Castle number two. Your castle. Oh, you listeners. You, you funny peoples. Well, you know, we could just read all five issues of Vader's Castle. <laughs> well, we gotta let our we gotta let our listeners pick this week. As I thought, Matthew, I expect things that. are happening, and then we flash off to some other story. Yes, and much as with last issue, it just sort of rolls up out of nowhere. It's they do make a, I think, to me, a more successful attempt. To have it be a this reminds me of that time that I was not all that I was also not there at this thing that happened. Exactly. That I think is the frustrating part of this is haven't you heard the story of what happened on the planet Bray? Well, no, nobody has. You just made it up. Well, and what if that's part of the fun, right? This is how we get through these scary times is by telling stories to take our minds off of things. True. And I will say that. Last week, we talked about whether it would be more successful with a little bit more, you know, plot progression, but having it happen again, the stories within stories within stories thing. And this issue to me is more successful, having read the first one and this one. Mm -hmm. It feels like they've given us a little bit more of what they intend to do. They've, They've kind of shown us now after this second issue, exactly what it is that they're going to do with this miniseries. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm actually, I feel better about it. I think I retroactively feel better about issue one. Having See, there we go. Two. So it's a good thing we read this one. Although, I guess my biggest complaint is, I'm not sure that's how Minox work. No, that's how Minox totally work, you guys. I'm, I'm not sure, because I remember in Empire Strikes Back, they were just these things that were sucking onto the hull. Right. And they weren't turning people into uh, vampires. That well, you, the kill Minoc, the, you kill the head, you kill the head Minoc, and the rest uh, all crumble. The Minoc had been vampirized by a vampire. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you on the bottom, I don't know what page this is. I'm looking at uh, review page 12. The bottom of page 12 is Bat Boy. Yes, the, the, that is exactly what it is. The Minoc itself has been vampirized by the wicked, wicked Lydia. And so that's how the Minoc was able to infect the trooper because the Minoc had actually been bitten by the weird vampire thing that is hiding with count spoilers on the planet Bray. Uh, okay. Who is that's what the, it is. Who is the uh, Batman artist that does the tall pointy ears Batman that I don't like? Kelly Jones. I think is it, is the Yeah. Guy Kelly Jones, man, the, the Minoc in this book is really pulling a lot of Kelly Jones stuff. There's a lot of Kelly Jones in the art, in the, the flashback, which is, which is interesting because Kelly Jones did the art for this book. Oh, uh, that makes perfect sense. Did he really? Yeah. He did all of the, the Minoc oh. story stuff. Okay. I did not realize that. Well, that makes perfect sense. That explains why it looks like Kelly. Yeah. I just saw Derek charm. <laughs> yeah. Derek charm does like, the first and does the, the opening and closing bits. <laughs> Which looks like the animated series. Then you j- right. dump into the uh, to the Jones bits. 
And yeah. it's fine. I mean, it, it is a total different change in style, which I like. But I'm not a big Jones fan. Never have been. It's actually this is very muted, Kelly Jones. This is, I mean, the Batman stuff from the '90s was very wild and crazy. This actually reminds me of Kelly's work on Chrome for Hot Comics way, way back in '87. Mm, okay, which had more of a, more of a, I think a, a traditional sort of framework, intentionally so, trying to do a more traditional take on faces and bodies yeah. he still does the, the crazy robes everywhere and well the minoc looks more like man bat than than any minoc i've seen before but I mean, that's again that's a choice that they're going with in the story um <laughs> if they i guess if they want to go with vampire okay. minoc sure the if vampire, I, vampire werewolf minoc the vampire guy is not a minoc the isn't he the head minoc no that's ravna the lord of darkness who no. has infected the the minoc and turned him into a vamp bat thing, and that's how he was able to bite that creature and have the creature turn the stormtrooper into a thing. But I don't know if he's a stormtrooper. He's a clone trooper. He's I a guess. clone trooper. Yeah. Same thing. It's all the same thing. I don't know. It's, it, it's an. I like it because I don't know. I like this story a lot more than I did last week, than the last issue. Yeah. Uh, and I was I was pretty okay with the last issue of Ghost Ghost on a Ghost ghosts and ghosts well and i think part of it is that you know when you get into the question of a five issue series is it going to be like an hour-long television series with a commercial breaks mm -hmm. in, in some ways it is and i feel like maybe that first segment gave us an expectation that wasn't entirely what the series was going to be or what the book was going to be but i don't think it gave me quite enough to understand what was going on simply because of the fact that we had a limited number of pages to work with. And we have the conceit of, Oh, the ghost ship is crashing. And now we're all going to tell scary tales on our way to Vader's castle, rather than the expectation that I had of here comes a star Wars story. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I do like when Dooku goes all, uh, when Qui or not Qui Gon, but when uh, Obi Wan is uh, calling him out and trying to do some reverse psychology, uh, yeah, uh, to get him to go to the dark side and and flush the uh, the vampirism out of his system, yeah, I, I, I did I, like that. That I think is the best part of this issue is the fact that they did, uh, you know, Christopher Count Dooku Lee, and they threw him into Christopher Dracula Lee mode, and I'm like, ah, I get that reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I had a Captain America moment, but. I like that, and I think that it's nice to have that. And in my, a little bit in my brain went, "Ah, isn't that a sweet tribute to Christopher Lee, who passed away, like, I don't know, sometime in the last year or so. But yeah, I liked that part. I liked the fact that Obi-Wan and Dooku felt like old rivals who've mm -hmm. been, you know, banging around the universe and smashing into each other every once in a while, but aren't focused on each other. Mm-hmm. So they, I mean, they've clashed before. They'll probably clash again unless Dooku is dead at the end of this series. But I don't think well, he not is at the end of this series. He actually dies in the uh, in the movies. So well, you saw his hand. I did not take that as Dooku. I took that as the um, Lord Rodina. of Darkness. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, because the at the Lord end of the darkness. at the end of the book, they're talking about hey. Here's the stories that they tell kids at night that if you don't behave, the monsters are going to get you and then crash. They come crashing out of there. That's true. My grandmother used to tell me a scary, scary but it, story. It could be it could be Dooku. This guy doesn't have uh, big hairy arms. 
Right, and doesn't have huge, uh, long fingernails. Well, but, not you know, yet. My grandmother used to tell me a story of the scariest, scariest monster of all. Yeah? Uh, is it, it does it look called, in the bathroom and then it only appears when you turn on the bathroom light? No, it was called Dooku. Oh. No, that's not true. It was called Nixon, actually. And uh, it, <laughs> it lived in a big white house, and it recorded everything that you say. Oh! Man, she would, she would just be having all sorts of tales to tell you these days, Matthew. Right? She'd be like, oh, they say Nixon is dead, but his recorder lives on. And if you listen closely, you can hear, still hear the reels squeaking in the distance. You can hear muted expletives in any room that's uh, So, I, like I said, I'm not a big, huge fan of Kelly Jones' art. I know a lot of people are. I am not, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. Derek Charm's art is fine. The story structure is fine. This is just a fun little scary book for kids. That mm-hmm. is not overly scary. Yes. Although and I will say there are some, you know, some of the stuff with the Lord of Darkness and Dooku and some of the color schemes that are used here are kind of intense. But uh, blood red pages for page yeah. after page. Yeah. And I do like the fact that they wrap up the questions of things like, oh, wait, are these guys going to have to kill the head vampire to be saved? And it turns out they're saved. Yeah. And then is the, the guy with the scar, is that Commando Cody? It might be. I, I just was uh, just in my head was like, eh, I'm just going to pretend they're the Frog Brothers. Yeah, that's what it is. It's Edgar and Allen. It's the Corey who still lives and uh, his half brother who's never been in anything but that. And you can tell them apart because one of them has a scar on his face. They have scars. There you go. Okay. So this works for you or not Not works for you? Recommend it, not recommend it? I would recommend it. I think that I would still recommend it more for Star Wars-y type fans, but mm-hmm. I feel like this is a more successful issue. And once again, that Francovia cover, man, that is just top Oh, yeah, especially, when, especially the black and white one on this one is really good. But there yeah. is a Kelly Jones one that's also got the the weird colors that go from purple to orange to green to blue. Purple to green to blue. But yeah, the Francesco Francovia, get that cover... Uh, depending on which book you get, you may get multiple covers. Next week, if we end up reviewing issue three, it will be a Han Solo and Chewbacca adventure. And this looks to be a young Han Solo adventure. Actually, it's it's ham salad and chewing tobacco. You have I to get the names right. I don't think that's right. But the, the, the cover. I've seen Hardware Wars. Thank you. The cover from uh, Francesco Francovia just looks a little odd because it's got that Vader silhouette. And then it's got this weird owl creature, but the eyes are, the face of the creature is looking the wrong way from Vader, so it looks like Vader has his eyes on wrong. <laughs> See, it kind of looks to me like Vader is like using the Force to have eyes in the back of his head. Mm, maybe that's what it is. Uh, exactly. But yeah, this is a this is a good story. Go check it out. It's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, go check it is out. It's a lot act- of fun. That is Young Han Solo. It is Han a Young Solo. Han Solo. It's uh, using the model off the most recent uh, Solo movie. Yeah, I tell you that I finally saw this recent Solo movie. Yeah, what did you think of the Solo movie? I loved one thing. And what was that? Donald Glover mispronounced his name the same way Billy D. Williams would in the future or the past of the future of the yeah, past. Yeah, see? That's, that's called acting, that's, man. No, that's called, hey, let's do a lot of fan service. I didn't necessarily hate the movie. I didn't necessarily like the movie. I, I think Sarah said it best. It's not a good movie by any means, but it's kind of entertaining. I mean, it's an entertaining. To me, it was an entertaining movie. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I thought it was fine for what it is. Uh, the this one is, uh, part, the one part that I hated about the movie and really kind of had me checking out was when uh, Solo was signing up to join the the Empire, 
and they're playing the the Imperial March diegetically. And I was like, oh, no, you can't make that the actual thing that people hear in the universe because that's a musical cue for audiences. No, don't nope. do that. Nope. It's actually there. Yeah. And that was and kind of the, the elevators. The elevators was, have like the, the downloaded version. Dude, dude that's that dude, was the only dude, thing that kind of kind of ruined it dude, for me was that that was just kind of pulled me out of the whole movie. There were some major issues with it. I could not see Woody Harrelson as anything other than Woody Harrelson. I don't know. He's played a pretty good bad guy. And apparently, spoiler alert, for those of you who have seen Venom, he shows up in the Venom movie at the very end. And maybe maybe playing Carnage in the future. Yeah, Woody Harrelson's in everything. He is. I couldn't see anything else. You know, every time he'd come in, I'd be like, hey, how's it going, Mr. Peterson? Mm. And, you know, I'm still mad at you for saying that to me. Every time I walked into a room throughout with time we were in college. Oh, no, I never called you Peterson, uh, Mr. You Peterson. Did. So you did. You Coming out wood- next week from Boom Studios, we've got Black Badge number three, uh, uh, Low Road West number two. We also have Steven Universe ongoing number 21. Dark Horse Comics has Black Hammer Age of Doom number six. Disney's Frozen Breaking Boundaries number three. Uh, Neil Gaiman's American Gods. Uh, number seven comes out next week, and I think that's when does the new season of American Gods? I know they've been hyping that uh, quite a bit since the New York Comic Con, so that is just around the corner. I don't know, man. DC Comics has Aquaman number forty-one, which is part of the Drowned Earth saga that they have going on. Batman oh, number fifty-seven. Uh, this, is, this one's called Cover Number Two. Well, that's a good name for a show. And, and there are two different covers. Oh well, that's silly then. Yeah. We also get Harley Quinn number 52, Justice League number 10, Lucifer number 1, Nightwing number 51. I haven't been reading Nightwing in about 51 issues, so apparently something's going on that has the fandom all upset. Did Dan DiDio mm. finally kill Nightwing? No, but they shot him in the head. Oh, okay. So that's what uh, uh, TBI stands for. Right. Traumatic brain injury. Yeah. I don't care about Nightwing. I'll tell you, Harley Quinn 51 was a hoot and a half. Was it? Yeah. They've got Sammy Basri on the art again. Cool. Or I don't know about again. Sammy Basri does gorgeous art. And they brought in Captain Triumph from mm. like 1940 because mm-hmm. Harley broke the universe. And Captain Triumph is running around and being a square-jawed, you know, big blonde superhero from 1940. And he doesn't know how to deal with 2018 like at all. Yeah. And Harley's like, well, the smart thing to do would be to just send you home. So let's go get some hot dogs and play video games. Uh, I'm guessing that nothing that's going on in the um, big overarching, uh, what is it, the hero heroes hero in crisis, crisis. There's nothing from know. that that's spilling over into this. I don't know. She's I'm, not wailing on a Booster Gold or anything. I had. I uh, I'm not going to be reading Heroes in Crisis, so I don't think so. Okay. I think this all takes place before Heroes in Crisis, but okay. You know, if they murder her in cold blood, eh, what are you going to do? I don't think they're going to murder her in cold blood. She's too popular. I don't know, man. Sideways number nine, Teen Titans number 23 comes out next week from Dynamite Entertainment. We have Red Sonja number 22. A bunch of Red Sonja stuff out next week, as is uh, Deja Thora's number nine and Xena number nine. IDW Publishing has Real Science Adventures, the Nicodemus job number four. That's from our good friends who created the, uh, the Atomic Robos. Ghostbusters crossing over number seven, Star Wars Tales from Vader's Castle number three. I wonder if our if our listeners 
will oh, recommend that we read Star Wars Tales from Vader's Castle number three next week. I don't know. Uh, it should be interesting to see if they did that. Uh, also, from Image Comics, we have a bunch of trade paperbacks. Cemetery Beach number two. Curse Words number 17. Uh, Exo, Exor Sisters number one. Oh, a lot of people are kind of excited about that. Also, Gideon Falls number seven. Hit Girl number nine. That's right up there for you, Matthew. New World number four. Savage Dragon number two thirty nine and Stellar number five. Up to a forty two way now. Yeah, maybe Marvel oh. Comics has Daredevil number six oh nine. You know, if the if they uh, print the cover upside down, it'll still mm-hmm. be issue number six oh nine. Yeah, but Daredevil will be falling from the skies. Well, he might be. Fantastic Four number two gets a second printing. Infinity Wars Weapon Hex number one of two. The Life of Captain Marvel number four of five. Penultimate issue there. Runaways number fourteen. Weapon H number nine, X Men Black Mystique number one. Also, what if Ghost Rider number one? <laughs> I mean, that's what it says. You don't have to pronounce the question mark. Then why put it in there? Because it, the name of the series is What If and has been since we were six. I know. And they could just say, What if dot 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 Ghost Rider instead of What If Ghost Rider number one? What if is a question, though. I know. That's why that's the way I read it. As a question, what if? But did you? Ghost Rider number one. Yeah, questions always end with the up up thing. That's how you know it's a question. See, just do like they? that. They do. How do you know? Because it ends in an upswing, just like I did, right? But I, I talk to people who do this all day long, and it doesn't seem to be a question for them. It might be. I don't think it is, <laughs> it though. Might, <laughs> it just might be. Archie Comics number, or sorry, Archie Comics 1941 number two. 1941. Betty and Veronica Friends Forever, storybook number one. Amazing Spider-Man gets a uh, Dynamic Forces cover treatment, so you might want to check those out. There's a $100 cover if you want to get that. It's the uh, Adam Hughes Convention exclusive. I know. Also, coming out next week, we have uh, Forever Free trade paperback. We also That's have, my favorite Rod Stewart song. We also have uh, Helena Ravening number one, or maybe it's Ravening. I bet it's Ravening. Ravening. I bet it's Ravening, but it's the one that's got a Succubi cover, a Succubi nude cover, a Mistress nude cover, a Luscious nude cover, (laughs) an Enforcer nude cover. Wait, is there no Succubi Enforcer? Uh, No, there is not. There is a Temptation nude cover if you're into that. (laughs) Nancy in Hell number three arrives, as does Oddwell number three. Ogre number one of three. Uh, Science Comics, the brain hardcover. Science Comics, the brain hardcover graphic novel. There you go. They also have something called the Snoopy Boogie Down trade paperback. I'll be skipping that one. Snoopy Boogie Down? And the Three Stooges Monsters and Mayhem number one book. All of those coming out next week. Here's what you, the listener, need to do right now. Head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. There is a list for all of the comics coming out uh, the week of October 17th. Oh, man, where did this month go? Right. And uh, you can use the comment section over there at patreon.com slash major spoilers, and you can tell us what book you want us to read. Will it be Vader's Castle number three? Will we talk more about Star Wars and more about the uh, the young Han Solos? The Solo. Yeah, the Solos. <laughs> we'll um, talk Solo. You can barely hear it. Maybe. Uh, maybe. And then, oh, once you're yeah. over there, you can check out all the other free stuff that we have for you. Right? You can check out... I like you to check out podcasts 
Yeah, like there's some there's podcast? some there's some free podcasts. Uh, but if you are a patron, if you're someone that kicks in a couple of bucks a month, you could get access to exclusive podcasts like our flashback podcast. You could right. gain access to some podcasts earlier than everyone else. Uh, heck, you could even join us in a monthly live chat where we tell you yeah. what's really going on at Major Spoilers. So what are you waiting for? Yeah. Head over to Patreon.com slash Major Spoilers. Matthew, got a question what? for you. Did you see that there is a new Pet Cemetery uh, series coming out? I have seen bits and pieces. Have of you this seen Pet that trailer? Cemetery series? No. Oh, don't is watch it the trailer. It's scary. No, 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 no. It's scary. I and loved. I'm, Pet I'm almost. Cemetery. I'm almost positive it's got John Lithgow in it. Wasn't he in the original? No. Uh, who was the original dad in the? Uh, oh no, that I'm thinking of a Herman Munster, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. Fred Gwynn. Yeah, but he was the judge guy, right? I mean, he was the old guy saying, don't bury people in that cemetery. But wasn't John Lithgow like the the dad in that movie? No, the dad was the guy from Time Tracks. Oh, okay. Well, John Lithgow plays the old, plays uh, Herman Munster's role in this new series. But man, I watched the the trailer and I was like, oh, that's scary. I'm not watching that. I bet that's even going to freak out Matthew. I don't know. Judd Crandall was one of those great characters. So you're just like, yeah. Makes you love uh, Fred Flintstone. Well, I would I would suggest you go watch that full trailer and see if that doesn't know. creep you out. Uh, no, the thing that always creeps me out about it is that uh, the kid from Pet Cemetery is a dead ringer for a kid that I used to live with. Well, Tom and Garcia's boy look just like what, that little murder what, kid. What, what about the uh, the kid from um, Children of the Corn? I hate Children of the Corn. E- I've Eli, never seen wasn't that his name, Eli? I think it was like something or like Elijah that. or uh, Malachi. Oh, Malachi. That's had to have been what it was. Yeah. Let me look. Children of the corn. I just Children knew it was one of them. Of the corn. I just knew it was one of those um, weird religious names. Is that a weird religious name? Malachi. That's not a weird religious. It's name. not one that you hear every day, but when you hear it, you know, it has to do with some religious thing. It actually is one that I hear every day. Malachi is one of the people that I work with on a regular basis. Oh, and you just posted <coughs> pictures the other day about fog in the corn. Watch out, Matthew. Fog in the corn. Corn fog. Look out for corn fog. Eat yeah, those, well, it's okay. Eat those every morning for a healthy breakfast. The, the corn fog is uh, where the St. Bernard does a whole bunch of uh, wheelies in his haunted pinto, if I'm you not mean, mistaken. You mean Cujo and Christine? <laughs> no. And other Stephen King uh, horror comic I, things that we can I reference don't here. Mean anything that can get us sued. Courtney Gaines played Malachi in that movie, and wasn't Malachi like this dark-haired kid? I don't remember. I thought Courtney Gaines. Courtney like Gaines red-haired. has got red hair. But yeah, I, was I thought just Malachi at, was red-haired. I thought uh, Malachi in that movie was was black-haired child because he had those black-haired child eyes and was just like, "Corn's gonna get you." Or you am may I th- be thinking of a different. Oh, movie. I'm thinking of Isaac. I think could be either yeah, that. Yeah, or yeah. Now that's who it is. John Franklin. It. John Franklin played the the evil kid in that in that movie. They were all evil kids. Were they? Were yeah. they really? Yeah. That's why I don't watch Children of the Corn. Maybe you should. It's Halloween. No. Here's a weird thing no. too. Here's a you weird know thing too. You know what I'll watch for Halloween? What will you watch? I'll watch for? Snoopy. Uh-huh. <laughs> on the Halloween. That's what I will watch. Charlie Brown got a rock. Yeah, that's poor Charlie Brown. Listeners, that wraps it up for this week's installment of Dueling Review. Thank you so much for checking us out. Be sure to check out patreon.com slash major spoilers and let us know what you're going to uh, expect from us next week. And until next time, 
when we uh, come back and probably review Vader's Castle number three, maybe we'll also hear Matthew say, And he who walks behind the rose did say I will send out landers amongst you. This podcast is copyright 2018 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.